Hi, I'm Kabir. I'm Naomi. And I'm Jhanvi. And, and this, this is the Social Battery, Battery Podcast. Because we become more coordinated. For sure. It sounds so cool though. Yeah. So, um, today we're going to be talking about something really, really interesting, which is how problematic is your favorite teenage drama. And before I start, I'm going to give a general set of trigger warnings for all the things we yeah. mentioned, but don't worry. And if you're not in the headspace to listen, then you can sign off. But uh, just know that we're going to give show because we're going to talk about specific shows. So we're going to give show specific triggers also. So you can just skip past that and then listen to the triggers of the next show in case you're in the headspace for those ones. So some of the triggers, actually all the triggers that we'll be covering are predatory behavior, drug abuse, uh, nudity as a content warning, eating disorders, fat phobia, sexism, sexual assault, commodification of women, homophobia. And that's just a broad overview. But don't worry, we'll go episode by, we'll go show by show yeah. of everything that we cover. So... Naomi, you know, and Janvi, I want to talk to you guys. I love teenage shows. Do you guys yeah, like teenage shows? I love. I, I don't necessarily love them, but I like binging them in the sense if I have nothing to watch, I can just watch so many episodes at one go. I think there's like so many shows that all of us have watched. Literally. Like it's just like, yeah. it's like a path to like being a teenager. Like yeah. it's like a right of passage to like have watched like certain shows. Shows like, like I love One Tree Hill. All my friends love One Tree Hill. And that's like a thing actually, Naomi, you and I were talking about this earlier, yeah. so you can like tell me about it, but like, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but a lot of the shows we love, like the OC, Dawson's Creek, 90210, One Tree Hill, Gossip Girl, they're relatively really old shows. Gossip Girl is gonna hit now 14 years old today. Like, not today, but like in yeah. this year. Gossip Girl was released in 2007. One Tree Hill is 2003. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy, which is not really a teenage show, but is also a show, is 2005. Why do you think, Naomi, specifically with teen shows, though, leaving yeah. out Grey's Anatomy, why do you think that people love teen shows no matter how old they are? I think it's us not relating to them but wanting to relate to them mm. in the sense that we see all of these teenagers living their best lives going to um the best colleges going to parties all the time having so much fun having the most thriving love lives and we see that and that makes us so happy because that is such a glamorized version of the life all of us want to, to lead, yeah. live or aspire to live in the future so no matter how what we're going to talk about how problematic they are in some places, we wish that that was us. And mm. I think that's why we get so addicted to the storylines. Because sometimes we want to put ourselves in the middle of those. The essence of like teenage shows in general is like what a teenager has been through. And everyone relates to it. From like a 60-year-old who's like been through their teenage years to like someone like us who is going through it. To someone who is like 12 who will who will be going through it and is excited for it everyone it's something that everyone can watch right i i agree yeah. with what john we saying. Yeah. I, I also hear what you're saying but i agree with what john we're saying in the sense that i feel like with teenage shows the essence of being a teenager it's remains the same the it's like it doesn't matter because yeah. in one tree hill if they're smoking cigarettes in euphoria which is 2020 if they're hitting vapes yeah. the 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 exteriors of it might change like the external factors might be different but the essence of being a teenager which is something that the shows tap yeah. into doesn't change do you agree with me it's a mixed work yeah and yeah you also agree huh yeah so okay so getting into this there are a few shows that we'll talk about but before that i think i just want to talk about the main thing that i find really really problematic with teen shows and i want your guys's opinion on this because johnny you and i've talked about actor age differences between the characters they're supposed to play and the character and their actual ages so a bit of context on that is that Hollywood or any basically basically any um, film industry in the world or any like media industry in the world has certain regulations yeah. right which are that child labor laws are there so 
kids below the age of 18 should not be allowed to work 16, 17 hours a day. They're not allowed to, which is then why would a producer invest so much money if a 25-year-old or a 21-year-old could have the same effect as an actual 16-year-old playing a 16-year-old, yeah. except they can work for many longer hours. Another really interesting take on it, on the age, actor age difference yeah. thing that I've seen is that if you have a 15-year-old who's playing a 15-year-old versus a 21-year-old who's playing a 15-year-old, 15-year-olds are far less than exposed to the harshness of the film industry that we know, you know, yeah. where there's things like open sexual assault, yeah. there's things that are like, you know, like very, very big misuse of the power dynamic between producers, between makers and things, and kids who are young. But the problem comes then when you have actors like, John, you want to give the example of Never Have I Ever? So, facts oh and hard machine. Yeah. <laughs> when Jami told me this, example. I like cringed. I was like, you can't be serious. Tell them that. Yeah, so um, in Never Ever Ever, there's um, the plot line is basically like, not the plot line, but the plot line rela- related to like this is that there is a 19. The girl who is playing like a high schooler is 19. And her romantic interest is actually 30. Like the person who's casted mm-hmm. as Pax and Hall Yoshida is 30 years old in real life, which I think. Um, it's it so, disgusts me. It's so unsettling. It's yeah. So weird. So because it's like a thirteen year a thirty year old making out with a nineteen year old repeatedly, like yeah. throughout the show. And it's just like first of all, a thirty year old is not supposed to be playing someone like ten years younger than he is. Like that is not it. Not even ten, like fifteen years yeah. younger. And everything about that, like the fact like that whole like romantic plot line is just not it. It's not it. And also, I feel like, and do you also agree with me, that Paxton is, in the show, the guy who, Darren something, I don't know his last mm. name. He plays Paxton. The 30-year-old plays a uh, 15, 16-year-old called Paxton. He is really, really good-looking and he has chiseled... Unrealistic jo- beauty standards. So, literally. 100%. And you'll see this everywhere. You see someone like um, Paxton Hall, Yoshida... Or, you know, even in the Gossip Girl reboot, sorry for clapping, guys, even in the Gossip Girl reboot, there are 20 gorgeous 28-year-olds, 25-year-olds playing freshmen Mm -hmm. in school or seniors in school. It's not their fault, but it does fuel insecurities within you. For sure. It, like, sets, like, a standard of how high schoolers are supposed to look because at the end, media and, like, shows in general are, like, the one common ground that teenagers from like all across the world have people in the united states are also watching the same shows as we are right. and yeah. we are all aspiring to look like one person because it's setting like a universal standard right. which i think like it is just like not like we are not supposed to look like 20 year olds we're not we are 17 we're supposed to look like 17 year olds but yeah. when you're like setting it to be so such that 17 year olds look like 20 year olds or 20 it's going to like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to like manifest itself in like our like general in, in, in our own yeah. like general context of what's pretty and what's not and yeah it's it's like it's very iffy according to me because teen dramas guys they cater to teenagers this is the most impressionable age yeah. group like we're forgetting that this is it's literally catered to show a teenage experience and actually you know john v naomi teenage shows are not only for 17 16 year olds we're 17 yeah. and se- we're all 17 right now that's why we're saying it I watched One Tree Hill when I was 12 or 13 because it's yeah. it's actually targeted to people who are entering into like, you know, like being like Setting a proper expectation. Exactly. Who are like going into it and being like, you know, this is how high school parties are. This is how being in high school is. And, you know, and we'll get into it with now specific or shows. I think for us, especially during COVID, it was almost as if we were living vicariously through. through them. Yeah, that makes sense. So we've like talked to you off about like the general gist of shows so now we'll go show by show 
So the first show that I want to talk about before we dive into the older ones is one that's relatively new, which is Euphoria. And for Euphoria, mm-hmm. I want to give specific trigger warning, drug abuse, and a content warning on like excessive nudity, like in where mentions of excessive nudity. This is a podcast, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a family-friendly podcast. Oh, no. So um, with Euphoria, this is like my two. Actually, you want to go first, Shandi? Do you want to talk about Euphoria first? I just don't like the show in general. Like, Why? I think it's got like so much romanticization of drug abuse. 100%. Like the trips that they go on, mm-hmm. um, like the glitter makeup and like mm-hmm. the whole trend with like TikTok and everything. It just like, it did romanticize it. It did like glamorize it to an extent where teenagers who were like, you know, at home they're like oh you know like when i get to go out after covid i will do this i will do that and it just like it was not like okay so many people that i personally know started romanticizing you know i don't know if this is a term i should use but raving at parties right which is fine whatever (laughs) live your life out but it should not be glamorized to such an extent Mm. that 16 year olds are sitting feeling bad about their lives that they're not engaging in drug abuse i think stuff should like come in like a natural like course and it just like it somehow like plays it to be early and like something that is like a rite of passage to being a teenager yeah Yeah. and also you know i feel like a lot of people argue with euphoria that rue who's the main character um zendaya she does go through certain like you know she does have certain consequences and repercussions but i say to that isn't that outweighed guys by the fact that She's literally in her drug, like in her drug tips, which have now become like makeup trends, outfit trends. It's yeah. the stuff that Alexa Demi does, the stuff that Zendaya wears, even the stuff that like Hunter Schaefer is that. That's how you pronounce her name, right? People were having Euphoria themed parties. parties, literally, and that's it's like become like a full like look, you know, like the Euphoria look. That is all. If people have not seen the show, that is literally how they look when they are on like proper substances, like serious chemical substances, which I think is very problematic. It just gives out a very warped idea. A very warped idea. And the second thing, Janvi, have you seen Euphoria? No, you've not. I've seen just one episode. One episode, but you've seen the whole show, right? Yeah. So have I. The second thing that I think is a little excessive about Euphoria is it shows so much. Like there is so like there is there is scenes of like complete nudity, like graphic complete nudity. They show like people, you know, like people engaging in acts like they show it fully and grotesquely. And I'm all for realism, but after a point it becomes nothing more than shock value with nothing contributed to the story. Do you agree with me? Yeah, and also like it's not a show like it's people like playing teenagers. This is first of all, you cannot like show so much gotcha. nudity with like teenagers because you are also again like setting a universal bar for teenagers when you're like me producing shows in such like high scales and it just like it doesn't work out doesn't i agree and also yeah and you know we've um 13 reasons why we actually covered in the last episode but i think that's like the monolith of like oh, that's like that's literally like the touchstone of all like problematic teen dramas so we won't really get into it but 13 reasons why is another really really problematic example of uh, thing we're not going to get to 30 reasons why don't i so we don't need to issue any triggers there, but it is very very problematic the next show that i want to talk about um jami naomi is pretty little liars and oh, no. for pretty little liars <laughs> i just want to talk about firstly give two specific triggers predatory behavior is a main trigger for pretty little lies as well as mention of eating disorders okay what do we think of pretty little lies Jami? i watched it when i was 12 hmm. and i loved it like Even i wanted it. to be all of them so bad because there was so much happening in their lives, which is just something that wasn't, like, I wasn't seeing it, like, it wasn't something that was going to happen in my, mind. like, I was like, oh my god, my teenagers are going to be so dull, but I want them to be this interesting, and I was so, like, 
fascinated by it. Okay, got it. So that's your take on like Pretty Little Liars. I agree with you. And Naomi, have you seen Pretty Little Liars? Um, I tried to watch it, but I just never liked it. Okay. Enough. Never, I also like like Janvi, like you mentioned. I also loved Pretty Little Liars. Um, for those of you who don't know, Pretty Little Liars is essentially there's this like masked vigilante called A, who <laughs> sends like who sends like these four friends of a girl who's supposedly dead. He, they, they, they don't have any like specific gender throughout the show. It keeps changing. The person who's A keeps changing. So they send these girls these text messages, like threatening to reveal all their secrets in case they don't do certain things. Or so it's just like it's just like that. And the A basically unleashes like this range of like complete anarchy on them. The problem with Pretty Little Lies, I feel like, is A, like you said, it sensationalizes so many big, big, big issues into like basic gossip, like. There's um, one character who is a closeted lesbian. There's another character who, like we said, trigger warning, eating disorders, is struggling with a very, very serious eating disorder. Which also, can I also just say, Janvi, the way that the eating disorder is portrayed in that show is so wrong. It's so problematic. And you and I have talked about this. It's so warped. I've read so many articles about it. Yeah, it's so, it's so wrong. Like the way that it's shown is so erratic and just, just off. But also the way that it equates things like you know, closeted lesbianism in a very, very conservative household and, you know, being uncomfortable with your body to frivolous little secrets that high schoolers keep is just, it's just so wrong to me, firstly. And the second thing is, A, never has any serious consequences for the actions that they propagate, which is basically leaking relationships. The third and most important thing about Pretty Little Eyes that we can't just um, ignore is the fact that to a student and a teacher in a relationship, John, you have to talk And about. that's a shift. Yeah, Across the shift. internet, everyone's like, this is exactly what been, I want in the future. There has been much for it. Yeah, there has been much. Yeah. You want to say something? So, it's just, it's a 16-year-old mm. uh, sleeping with her English teacher who is probably 30. Okay. And um, they oh. are together uh, throughout the show, even when, like, her parents find out. Um, he does get arrested for mm-hmm. it once and they still get back yeah. so and then is, they get married and then they get yeah, married and then they get spoiler alert <laughs> so it it portrays it in a very wrong way like for it should not be there and even if I think if um, okay maybe there is like a realistic chance of a teacher student relationship being there if you're like representing it in media you need to make the teacher face the consequences for it like if you're sleeping with a 16-year-old and her parents are finding out, why are her parents not taking any action? Yeah. It is still, she is not a legal adult. She's you, a minor. She's all, literally yeah. a minor. Yeah, she is. You are responsible for her. You need to take action. If um he is found, like, the relationship is outed to, like, he, he does face legal consequences for it. But there is, like, he doesn't face legal consequences for it. He just, like, yeah, there is, like, a threat of that. But it just doesn't happen. Right. And it's just so problematic. And I think that also makes us sympathize with him. Yeah. The legal consequences he faces. Yeah, it's supposed to be like, oh, look, he's in love and it's like mad. Which, you know, also, I just want to like cut into like a small little thing that I want to talk about because Johnny went really into detail about student-teacher relationships. When we talked earlier about why they cast actors who are older to play roles, it's exactly for roles purposes like this, right? So for those of you who don't know, Arya and Ezra are the main characters that we're talking about in this context. She's the student and he's the teacher. The actual actors, Lucy Hale and I don't, I think Ian Harding, if I'm not wrong, that's the actor's name, but I could be wrong. The actual actors, Naomi, if you don't know, they have a two-year age gap between them. So visually, when you're watching them make out on screen or be in love on screen, it's not like 
like it disturbing. Like it, yeah, it doesn't seem wrong because they're so close in age, and that's something that people in who are making films and TV shows actively manipulate age gaps to fit their own narratives yeah. to not make something truly disgusting seem disgusting. Yeah, like psychologically, if you're looking at like a thirty-year-old and a real-life twenty-five-year-old together, you will not realize how wrong it is mm-hmm. unless you like put them in like the okay, ages that they're supposed, supposed to be yeah. in. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a really good example of it. The next show that we want to talk about, which thankfully was not the biggest show ever, but was problematic from conception to end, is Insatiable. Have you seen oh, Insatiable? Yeah, I've seen the first season. So before so we bad. before we talk about it, Insatiable trigger warning: eating disorders and a lot of fat shaming, a lot of body shaming throughout Insatiable. Um, for Insatiable, Janvi, do you want to talk about Insatiable? Okay, I've only watched like four episodes of it, but what I did derive from it is that there's a girl. She is fat. No Nobody one likes her. her. Um. She doesn't have anything. She loses weight because of like an injury. She gets punched by a homeless man. <laughs> yeah. So because of which she can't eat. Mm. And she's on like a fluid diet. And um, she loses weight. Which is also really problematic. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, as soon as she loses weight, she's like this beautiful person and no one recognizes her. And now she can like compete in like beauty, beauty pageants. pageants. And that's what she does. <laughs> yeah. It's- it's wrong and also Debbie Ryan's in a fat suit in that show yeah. which oh is you should God. never have period guys you should not have actors in fat suits like that is the end line there's no but and or if to that actors should not be wearing fat suits yeah. they should not be, they should not be wearing like any like external thing to make them appear very overweight or anything it's, it's completely wrong and even in um even in Insatiable the second thing that I don't know if you guys know is there's like a casual mention of um Again, another trigger for Insatiable, if you guys have watched this far, trigger warning, uh, sexual assault, just a slight mention of it. There's mentions of sexual assault thrown here and there, but as part of the humor of the show. Yeah, it's like a threat. Yeah. It's like a threat. It's like it's like a little thing and it's a lie full threat. Like, it's a lie. It's just like a, it's like a, it's like a far-fetched fast like that's thrown around. normalizing it to such a it's fucked up level. To such a crazy level. It's crazy. Right, now moving on to Friends. Now, okay. Friends is a show that... Um, it's not really a teen drama, but it's a show that a lot of teenagers watch. Everyone has watched yeah. it. And also, guys, sorry for Naomi's boo-boo. I'm <laughs> so sorry, I didn't mean that. Naomi, you can't say words like that. Okay, continue. Oh, no, sorry, mom. Johnny, continue. Okay, friends, um, it came out in like the 2000s, early 2000s. And, 1990s, um, and 1990s oh, yeah. to early 2000s. To 2004. Yeah. 2004, yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of people... Um, argue saying that it's inappropriate yeah they say that you know you always need to contextualize which sorry for interrupting so um you do like people say that you know like the context is there and you know it's inappropriate and um homophobia and sexism was very prevalent then but i think that it's supposed to be a sitcom right Mm. and um where is the comedic like element of it when you're making like homophobic and sexist jokes every two seconds for like an audience which is not homophobic and not sexist and more informed and yeah and why are they laughing at it like you can say you can um people saying that it's funny people saying that it's um you know it like it's just jokes it's not just jokes because it's jokes at the expense of like other people and other minorities and i don't think you should be finding it funny uh maybe people did find it funny then maybe people did find it funny when they were growing up also because they weren't as informed but now, laughing at these jokes does not sit right with I'm me. just saying that it was era-appropriate does not nullify you laughing at it. Not at all. Not at all. And 
I think that is so problematic. The second you call someone out on laughing at not only Friends, I think some of the other shows that we're going to talk about, like The O.C. or Glee, which is relatively recent, but you know what I mean. If you call them out on it, they'll just be like, hey, you need to contextualize. The times are different back then. Okay, times are different back then, but what about the times now? now? Why are you laughing now? Because you're not watching shows in an isolation bubble, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, when the homophobic jokes were made, you can't be laughing right now. Like, the the fact that they were made 20, year, 20 years old, like ago doesn't mean that you can laugh at them like 20 years later. Later. I yeah. completely get that. And yeah, no, but those are all good points, I feel. The next show that I want to talk about is the I think we like I want to talk about because I used to love this show and then after that I realized that it's not it it's really not it is Gossip Girl. Okay. Oh my god, my favorite show when I was growing same, up. Same. Same. And then the other day, what happened during COVID? This happened like a couple of months back, right after my exams. I felt like rewatching it and I started watching it again and I realized that this is so wrong because now I'm more aware and informed about. Everything. So, you know, because we don't want to talk your year off, I don't think we'll go into specific instances yeah. about the show. First, actually, I should give triggers for Gossip Girl. For Gossip Girl, the trigger warnings are sexism, sexual assault, and just general commodification of women. Um, also, an eating disorder. And also, yeah. eating disorders, yeah. So, you know, we won't go too much in depth into the plot points because we are like, where we've gone like very over time already. But with Gossip Girl, Johnny, do you want to tell me what you thought the problem was? I think everyone was a problem. Like, Let there was not person. one character which didn't do something that was so drastically not okay like there was there was so much like going on with every person in the show and it all like just like boiled down to fucking gossip and um people just like making it and using it against each other and them like having to hide secrets again like what we talked about in PLL right yeah no I completely agree with what Janvi said I I completely agree with you another thing is can we talk about how it was just basically a show about rich white kids even Dan Dan, who is shown another problem with the show, sorry, I trail off thought a lot, is the blatant classism on display through our Gossip <gasps> oh Girl. God. Like, it's such an us versus them narrative, which is basically like the crux of every single storyline is we are rich and they are not. You know what I mean? There's something going on. Like, Dan is living in New York and he has a he has a good he life. He has a huge, a huge apartment in Brooklyn that he's considered poor. Brooklyn is not cheap. It's not it's cheap. Like the way that Jenny, like, you know, goes on to like, completely alienate herself from like her roots, roots yeah. is so it it doesn't like sit right it's so wrong yeah and the way that Blair bullies Jenny or the way that Blair that character you know like has now like become like the touchstone of everyone wants to be like okay she's the queen bee like that is like the one girl that everyone wants to be Blair's a horrible person like oh the things God. Blair does like even there's also trigger warning racism there's also racism in Gossip Girl the way that, that there's an Nelly Asian Yuki. Nelly Yuki the way yeah. that that Asian is portrayed in Gossip Girl that she's a girl who is incredibly smart obviously because she's Asian um, the way that she's also portrayed and the way she's talked to is downright like completely the nerd stereotype even Dorota yeah. even Dorota for that matter yeah. is the classic um, housekeeper who's from like Polish descent who's like a very warm person and has very very scary things going on in her home country and says very like outdated things but she's the housekeeper you know what I mean yeah and the last thing of Gossip Girl, which I think Naomi, you can talk about, is Chuck, Chuck. and Blair. Oh my god, not only Chuck and Blair, I think Chuck in general is such a problematic character. You know, the amount of times he has um, been a sexual offender towards his classmates. Or um, even, I think this is where Blair comes in. Remember when Blair banished, I'm saying this in echoes, like banished Jenny Humphrey from 
whatever New area York, yeah. from New York because she slept with Chuck. But when you put it into context, wh- whenever that happened, Jenny was 16. Yeah. She was a minor. She's a child. Literally, she was not in a position to give cont- uh, consent. consent in the first place. And barring all that, all the messed up things that Chuck has done, even after that, Chuck is seen as this epitome of the bad guy that everyone should be in love that with. They're the bad boy yeah. trope. Johnny, what do you think? I hate Chuck. Like, uh, when I watched the show, I used to love him. I used to love him. I used to think he was so good. And um, later, like, when I rewatched it, I think, like, started, like, COVID, Hmm. um, I realized, and I couldn't look at Ed Ed Westwick, like, the actor, the same way. Like, I used to follow him on Instagram, and and every time I would, like, see his posts, I would be like, no. Ew. Very disgusting. Yeah. And the last show that we want to talk about before we kind of, like, Wait, staying on Gossip Girl, another thing I really wanted to mention was this one particular instance where I remember when Chuck traded Blair for the hotel. For the hotel. Yeah. That was so messed up and even then when they were breaking up, Blair's reason was not that you traded me, it was because I love you too much or yeah. some, some really led thing like that. That made no sense. And then even after that, she got back with him as if nothing happened and he was portrayed as this like messed up person who's gone through so much. It's just very scary. She can fix him. She can, she, <laughs> she can, you said that now in both episodes. Yeah. And the no, last, I had been in the first episode. Yes, you did. Oh no. <laughs> the first episode and then the last thing I want to talk about is, the last episode I want to talk about is Glee. Trigger yeah. warning, predatory behavior and sexism. Now, the thing that I want to talk about with Glee, have you guys seen Glee? Yeah. I have. I've seen, seen the whole Glee. show from beginning to end. It was my end. religion when I was I loved it because generally the songs are amazing. Okay, like that's like the main Yeah, like, I think my introduction to like pop culture and songs is, is Glee. because of Glee. Exactly. The first thing that's wrong with Glee is teachers are portrayed so weirdly. Like the first thing is that there's blatant sexualization of teachers. Okay, so the Glee club teacher, Will, who's played by Matthew Morrison, yeah. is portrayed to his students. There's an entire storyline about how one of his students is in love with him. Okay. Which I don't need to tell you why that's really weird because it's shown with him in like really like tight clothes with like tight close-ups of like him like yeah. dripping in water and all. It's really like... like it's like sexualizing your teacher. It's so like Stop uncomfortable. It. And because it's a musical show, it's done on very like sexual numbers. You know what I mean? On like, yeah. on like very like hot songs. And then there's an entire scene in Glee where this one character is shamed because she doesn't wear a revealing outfit and she's thrown out yeah, of the Yeah, she's suspended. No, she's thrown out. She doesn't wear it. She doesn't. Yeah, because she's not comfortable. She, she refuses and to then wear it. Yeah. And then the coach is like, you know, this is a team. We have to go for a championship and you're not displaying teamwork. She's so not seen the show. Janvi's not seen the show. So Janvi, yeah. what do you think of that? I think that's not okay. Like, she is thrown out for not, not wearing, wearing a revealing outfit. Like, not agreeing to be sexualized. Raised, yeah. And you're like, no, that is not okay. I can't tell which one's worse for being thrown out for wearing yeah. a revealing outfit. But that one just is disgusting. Like, that's yeah. straight up disgusting. Well, now tying all of this together into like a nice little conclusion, I think we can all tell that teen dramas are very, very problematic. Why do you think so? Like, Why give do me you like a so? ten second like breakdown. Oh my god, you caught me off guard. Um, I think we should put into consideration every single thing that we discussed. There is so much that goes on in each and every one of them, whether it's predatory behavior which came up in almost every single show that we discussed discussed there's homophobia there's sexism there's so much and i think why the teen dramas are so problematic is because of how normalized all of these things are and how janvi discussed this is how every single time you try to call these problematic behaviors out everyone just tries to say it's okay by saying oh you need to contextualize because of the time it was released in and 
to that i say it's still not okay it's still not okay janvi any closing thoughts i agree with everything naomi has said like i think she summed it up to like perfectly what i want i agree to actually and that brings us to the end of This episode, Naomi. Was Naomi. it end rushed? I'm so sorry, guys. No, <laughs> no, but Naomi, this time you have to say the outro. Oh my God. Okay, guys. Sorry, our social battery is running out now. We have to go. Bye, Bye. guys. <laughs>